Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. I'm very honored to be speaking with Ron Nazario this morning, the author of the new Rage to Peace. Yes. How are you this morning, Ron? I'm feeling fantastic. I am uh, thrilled. I am um, I am humbled and I'm grateful, grateful to you for the process and grateful for the opportunity to finally have this book um, published. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm feeling wonderful. And we're seeing great response for the book and we're, it's not even officially released yet. We're releasing it tomorrow um, in honor of International Day of Peace, September yes. 21st. And I'd like to hear from you. I'd like our, our listeners to learn a little bit about what your motivation was for writing this book and putting it out there. Oh, thank you. That's a great question. I um, m- Many years ago, um, I had um, this feeling of, um, I guess, despair in, 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 a not, in a lot of ways for um, members of my community. Um, I felt that I was doing work as an outreach worker, a gang prevention specialist, and I was on the community and no matter uh, the no matter the efforts and how much we did, um, it just seemed like we kept seeing young people being destroyed by their circumstances or by their actions or by, the, by whatever was happening in the community. And I, uh, I started thinking about how can I reach more people? Because obviously uh, as a program person doing what I was doing, you can only get to a certain number of people. And I felt that our young people needed to understand that there was a, they had an ability to turn things around uh, if they applied certain things. And I, th- I thought to myself, if I share my story in one, in, in one way, shape or another, perhaps I can reach people who are incarcerated. I can reach teens who are inside detention centers. I can reach young people at their, you know, kind of a, on the line on the fence of, of being remanded to the custody of a DOC or Department of Corrections, or just, just um, having a life altering injury or death, right? And, and they were just there, they were struggling. Maybe perhaps hearing the story, seeing the, the, uh, the ability to change would help. So that's when I kind of started to, to think about, I need to get this to people as soon as possible so I can, so I can at least impact people that I'm not being, I'm not able to reach physically. I'm not able to talk to all, uh, online or over the phone or whatever the case might be. And that was a large part of, of what, what I wanted to do um, to help. Second was also I, I uh, facilitated a lot of training for uh, interns, uh, different schools, uh, universities around the state on, on how social workers, or future, future social workers could help young people that we're going to work with who struggled with some of the similar things that I had gone through and also other um, service providers, other youth service agencies to see how they might be able to help young people that their their staff were, were working with that were dealing with similar things like me. So I thought the book could be a good tool for them to have conversations with their clients, with their staff about what happens, what do you do in these scenarios? What do you do with, these, with this information and how best to serve the community? So those were my two kind of ideas uh, about writing the book. And uh, here we are. Yes. And just for some context for people that don't know you yet. So you are the founder and the president of the Peace Center of Connecticut. You've you've done, um, you do a lot of peace advocacy, working with youth. Um, You've won a gazillion awards. You've been awarded many things (laughs) for this work. And, um, And if we looked back in time, 
this, who you are today is, would not have been predictable, or a lot of people would not have imagined that you could be who you are today. When we look at the fact that you were homeless and, and foster custody in the foster system, um, growing up in Hartford, living, you know, immersed in violence at home and on the streets, right? Um, what do you think took, what did it take for you to be where you are today? Well, I think it, there are three things I would say. Uh, one, um, I was um, I was blessed with um, with the opportunity to to survive those things. Meaning that there were there were other forces and other things in uh, at play that kept me from from making the wrong turn down a, a certain street, right, where somebody might have been waiting for me with a gun to to kill me, or 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 I had a, a, a gut. Right, feeling in my gut that I, I shouldn't be standing here because this is not going to be good for me. It's not going to be a safe space for me. Um, so I think, although my brain and my uh, my spirit were cloudy, right, involved in in all the chaos that my life um, was had in it, mm -hmm. I still, I still, for some reason or another, was able to avoid severe catastrophe, right, or 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 even death. So I think there are other forces at play that had something to do with that. I think I, I, when, when you talk about actionable things that happen, um, I think as individuals that for some reason or another believed that I had a different purpose, that believed just by meeting me or talking to me or hearing me or, or feeling my energy, thought you are somebody I need to give an opportunity to. Uh, and the first person that that did that was John Wardlaw, who was the former director of the Hartford Housing Authority. He, uh, his 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 housing authorities, uh, which they called projects back then, had an incredible um, high level of violence uh, between gangs. And I was one of the members of one of the major gangs in the city. And he was just at his wit's end. He didn't he didn't know how else to stop this. So he thought, let me reach out to these guys and ladies and figure out. What can I do? So he actually invited me to a meeting to speak with him, and I was this unpolished, very you know street rough kind of kind of guy. Um, didn't know anything about boardrooms or policy or strategies or anything like that. But I knew that I didn't I did not like to see the brothers and sisters in the gang who look like me and and would suffer like me dying and get, being shot, mutilated, right? But, you know by all the things we were experiencing. Um, so when he talked to me about jobs, you know, one of the things that we all we all were struggling with was poverty, and none of you know we didn't have many opportunities at work, especially because many of us, due to our poverty, due to our conditioning and our situations, ended up with criminal records. So um, that kind of forced me to start thinking differently. So when I met with him, I started understanding a little bit more about opportunities. So I, I just I was the voice. For, mm -hmm. for the for the gang at the time. And all I did was go back and say, I didn't understand most of the things I was told. I was just, I, there's, a, there's a job. <laughs> you guys can get a job. And I think that that started to pull guys and ladies that were desperate for something better than what they were experiencing. And I think that was one of the seeds that was planted uh, in my life that started that. I think second was the fact that once I did that, once I was able to do that, I started to really believe that there was another way. Um, even though I was still trapped in my situation, I, was, I started believing there was another way. And then uh, uh, Professor Michael Borrero, who is my mentor, 
um, gave me an opportunity to work at the Institute for Violence Reduction and West Hartford School of Social Work. Um, and that then exposed me to an entirely new world. Uh, I think that was a very good, a big, a big key and also helping me to start seeing that there was something different because until then I was just in my community. There was nothing else, right? So being exposed to different um, populations, different um, students, different faculty, different, dif just different experiences started making me see the world as a bigger place, not just the bubble that I was in. Um, and then third, um, I really, I, I believe this was planted in me from, from very early. Um, I didn't, I never um, recovered from the smothering and abuse that I sustained. Um, and, and I felt that when I got to a point where I felt better and I felt like I was on a mend and I was doing better, that, I I didn't I didn't um, I didn't support or want to see an injustice or an abuse against someone. So mm -hmm. I think that was also a driver in helping me prevent people from suffering because I had suffered and I wanted to stop that for others. I wanted to be that person that that wrapped his arms around someone who was struggling because I needed that and I want to make sure somebody else had it. So I think those three things combined were were some of the acts some of the things that led me to being who I am today um and, and I'm grateful for it mm. Mm. and I know a lot of our listeners are writers themselves and um I'm curious what it was like to write this oh uh, it, um it was it, you know, I, the words are difficult to find because, you know, as other writers who may be watching or have worked with you and, and, and because you, you focus on making the world better, uh, one book at a time, right? It's kind of building more uh, peaceful uh, world for us. Um, it was intense for three reasons. Uh, it was emotional for three reasons, right? It was exhilarating for three reasons. It was all of those things. And number one was because I was I didn't have confidence in myself and and in my ability to tell my story in a way that um, connected with more than just my inner circle, right? I, I had this doubt of my abilities because you know, I wasn't educated until after I was in my 20s is when I really went back to school and, and all that. So I always felt that physic that that educationally I was I was challenged. I didn't have the right uh, the right vocabulary. Uh, I didn't I didn't know the right context. I, I barely knew what a paragraph was and all these all of these things. Um, so so there was some confidence issues there, right? Some fear because um, you know as I write in the book, there there was always a fear of being ridiculed, right, and 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 things of that nature. Um, so that was the challenging part. I think number two was reliving everything that I had to relive because I had to I had to literally go back and feel everything all over again. Um, and and it, that was um, very traumatizing, re-traumatizing, right, uh, triggering. Um, and I spent many days um, after I started kind of really getting on the flow, crying about all the things that happened, but also 
um, upset and tormented by the things I couldn't remember. Right. So, and that's, that's, that was the third challenge. I, I had been in a car accident and, um, and I had some the brain damage due to that accident. So there were glimpses and pieces of my life that were like black echoes, right? Just, I mean, I mean, black tunnels. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. So um, I had to ask people, do you remember this? Do you remember that? Remember this? Um, and then I was able to talk to enough people where I could piece the facts together. This is actual. This is factual. This person who doesn't know this person said the same thing, right? This person that doesn't know this person. And they were all people connected. Um, so I think those three, those three things made this what it was because at the end, when, when I was done and I, and I looked at the memoir before, uh, you, you, uh, you know, gracefully joined and helped me kind of put this thing together in a way that flows, um, I felt accomplished, right? I felt like, wow, you know, like I got all this down. I had a chronological timeline. I had all these pictures and files and everything else. Um, but it took me seven years to to do that. Um, and then I had to meet with people that had stories about my life that were there, right? And um, and then listen to them. And I learned about even greater and greater abuse uh, that happened, um, you know, through the lens of other people to me. So, um, so yeah, it's it's definitely it was definitely those three things. Um, but I think it's part of the healing journey that you go through when you write something like this, because this is what I want to, this is what I want to communicate to, um, to folks with the book that, yes, um, you're going to go through some things and life is going to toss some things your way that, that you may not be prepared for. Um, but I believe based on um, the challenges that I had to face and overcome and, and folks that I have met that have had similar challenges, <clears throat> that we come to a crossroads. And at that point, We've already, because of the suffering, we've already developed skills that can help us when we're doing better. Uh, and if we just learn those skills and figure out what those skills are, uh, we'll be better for it. So yeah, that was the process for sure. And so a long period of time yeah, and being with it and keep and not giving up, I know sometimes people come to me at different stages of the writing process and it can take that amount of time yeah. especially when you're working on something that's so close to your heart and your lived experience it's a lot to be with and so I really want to acknowledge you for working through that and being with it so that we could get to where we are now and before we went live you were telling me about this experience that you're having of bringing the books to people that that um ordered them ahead of time yeah oh my goodness I, yeah so um i came i i just when i when i uh, when we lost the pre-order um process um i got all these books right i got all these orders and i was like wow like you know and then i started realizing that there were people within you know within driving distance to me and and i wanted to acknowledge their their purchase. I wanted to acknowledge their belief in their belief in me. I wanted to acknowledge the fact that they invested in me. This is an investment in me. And 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 the fact that they were so excited that they they chose to do that, um, I felt that I had to honor that. So I I decide that I'm going to reach out to all these people and on Facebook and other platforms and say, hey, I want to deliver the book to you personally. I want to I want I want to thank you in person. Just thinking that, hey, here you go. Here's the book. Um, 
thank you so much. I appreciate it. Can we take a photo together just to document the fact and then and it 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 completely blew me away uh, what actually happened. Uh, people that hadn't read the book yet said, "Can I talk to you?" And they welcomed me into their home, into their offices, uh, talked in parking lots or whatever. And it went from five to ten minutes to an average. Right now, I would say an average of an hour and ten minutes. Uh, I spent three hours with one couple um, over in Berlin, Connecticut, um, and. The conversations that we had, and this is a couple who are in their late 60s, early 70s, and lived through an entirely different life experience. And by the time I left, the gentleman who I'd met, he he said this, and it's still it's profound and it's still meaningful to me today. He says, young man, just like that, you can say that. He said, young man, he says, you have enriched my life in a way that I never saw possible. And it's this hasn't happened to me in many, many years. I'm going to take your book, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to share it with my friends that I see at church and other places because they need to understand your story. And this is just from, again, I hadn't met him. I, his wife purchased the book um, and, uh, and it was powerful because he used those words, um, but he enriched mine as well. We talked about his history, his past, but I, I, I had no idea that this was going to happen that people so what that what that tells me is that people have this this need to talk and to be heard and to be understood right and to relate um and that's what this has been doing i i i've talked everything about i've talked about everything from the insurance industry to education to politics to um domestic violence to the the religion to i mean all of these different conversations that have happened that i did not anticipate uh, from mm -hmm. delivering a book uh, and the warm hugs and 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 it, it's just it's just beautiful and I and I it makes you continue to believe in the the power of connection and humanity and and people wanting good right because these are people that are from every pretty much um, um, what was it financial category right every um, you know uh, uh, gender um, you know identification to every community um, urban suburban uh, you know etc. And they all relate in one way, shape, or form to the emotional connections a book makes them feel, but also just a human connection that they want. And it's really, I'm hoping that that helps to, um, as I inform folks about this experience, that it helps folks to see that they we have more that connects us than divides us. So um, it's been an incredible journey. So thank you for for mentioning that. It's uh, I'm looking forward to meeting a few more folks and and uh, and connecting with them. For sure. And that's the power of sharing your story, right? And that's sometimes people can't, right? We can talk about what's needed in the communities a lot. We can talk about this is, you know, the way to change things. But if people can't hear, don't have an example or a, a story of it, sometimes people can't wrap their brain around that. And yeah. so I, I just acknowledge you for being able, being willing to share your story and to connect with people in that very personal way. Yeah. Right. That's going above and you know beyond. Well, I mean, if, if when you when you go through the life that I went through, where you felt alone so often, and you crave connection, uh, so you make decisions based on the capacity you have and the knowledge you have and the lessons you've learned, and all every single one of those decisions drives you further and further down this dark hole, right? 
when you finally come out of that, you want to make connections that are healthy. You know, you want to make connections that bring you peace and joy, right? And and love and a connect and, and affection uh, and understanding. And this is what that's this is what this is doing. Sharing the story is doing that, but meeting the people in person and being able to share space with them, um, hear them, right? Learn them, uh, understand their point of view uh, enriches my life. Uh, just like he said, it enriches my life. It gives me context and content um, to, as I go my, you know, about my day, to think about every single person that I see and what they might be going through. Because you know, you can't assume anything about anyone. Um, you have to understand and get to know them, and that's what I'm doing with this. And uh, I've been blessed. I've been blessed with that. It's been, it's been, it's been mind blowing to me. So it's amazing. I love it. And what's next for you? What do you see next? So for me, um, I'm going to, um, the, uh, you know, after um, this uh, incredible journey, um, you know, finds its, I guess, high, high, you know, highest point. Um, I'm definitely going to write additional um, uh, or added chapters or added um, journals or books to that reflect some of the paths I took in this book or some of the content that's in this book. I'm going to write a second. I'm writing a second book. Uh, would, I'll be working with you on. Um, I am establishing or I've established uh, a, um, a business, uh, Nazario Motivation. Um, and that's going to really focus on being able to not only write, but also uh, consult with other groups, organizations, but you know, entities on ways that they can maybe use some of this content to help not only their students, their, their, their staff, but their systems, right? Whatever systems they have that they feel need support or um, maybe enhancement to better help their clients and their community. Um, so those are the plans that are in place. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to, um, to add to this book in, in the form of that. I'm also gonna uh, transcribe this book into Spanish. So my Latino community, uh, and, and also before I forget, um, I wanna honor uh, Hispanic Heritage Month um, started on uh, uh, September 15th goes through October 15th to all my Latinos um, that are watching, all my, my community members. Mucho orgullo, los quiero mucho, les deseo mucha paz y felicidad. Únase como comunidad y entre, no, entre tres meses um, voy a, a trasladar este libro en español para que ustedes puedan eh, escuchar mi historia. Muchas gracias. So yes, I just um, definitely um, have those plans in mind and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, being able to continue to share uh, and learn uh, from this process. So I look forward to working with you again um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and building building up on this, um, this story, because again, I think we, our voices all matter. Our, our stories are all important. Um, and uh, if we can storytell, I think it can heal a lot, a lot of what we're going through. And the best way for people to reach out to you and connect with you is through your website. Is that correct? NazarioMotivation.com. Yeah, yeah Um, I'll have blogs there. Folks can um, book a, a, a conversation or book tour. Um, you know, uh, have a blog there, photos, just my journey. Uh, so I'll be updating that regularly uh, moving forward. Uh, so that's where folks can reach me. I'm uh, or all social media. I have a TikTok, Nazario Motivation, um, and I'm all over pretty much everywhere now. Um, but yeah, so folks can reach me, nazariomotivation.com. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning, Iran. It was a pleasure to talk with you.
Thank you so much, Liz, for, for your work, uh, your guidance, your support. Uh, I'm thrilled with the final uh, product. I, I know it, we, we had a lot of versions of it that we had to go through, but um, <laughs> you know what? The resilience and, and the persistence pays off um, and your expertise and experience has uh, really been extremely helpful. Um, but more important than that, I think your, your, your compassion and your kindness um, to help is something that um, I'll always be grateful for. So thank you so much. Uh, go out and purchase uh, tomorrow, September 21st, um, International Day of Peace. Um, and thank you so much for your support. To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greenheartliving.